0: This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's, Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you.
1: Uh, Good morning. Our first reading today is Psalm 85, and you can find that on page 473 of the uh, Red Pew Bibles. So that was Psalm 85 on page 473. Lord, you were favourable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation towards us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, so that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps.
0: The second reading is from Luke 11, verses 1 to 13, and can be found on page 845 in the Pew Bibles. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say... Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend. Lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he, was, he will not get up, and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or, if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Hear the word of the Lord.
2: Thanks, Thanks, Nancy. Let's pray as we look at God's word together. Our Father, as you promise, we ask that you will be with us by your Holy Spirit this morning. Please teach us to pray. Help us to hear your words, help, help them to transform our hearts, and may we glorify you with our lives. Amen. One well, thing we all know that being a disciple of Jesus means prayer. It's like any relationship, it involves communication. Last week's passage from the Gospel of Luke showed us about the importance of listening to Jesus, of sitting in his feet listening, hearing his words, reading them and living them out. And this week's passage addresses the issue of speaking with God. Now, in my experience, most disciples of Jesus would say that prayer is something that's difficult. Prayer isn't their strong suit. And for me, that's true. And And I think a reason that it has been true for, for me and for many others is is that I'm not sure I ever really learned to pray. So when this disciple says, "Lord, teach us to pray," that really resonates with me. And so I think we can all say along with this, this disciple, "Lord, teach me to pray." You know, sometimes it's hard to know what to pray for. You know, can I pray for my job and for my cat, for my feelings and for my cat? Can, sometimes it's hard to know, you know how we should ask. God is holy and infinite and great. So is it even possible that we can approach him to ask about some of our seemingly trivial issues? It can also be hard to know what to expect. Now, will God really answer my prayer? And so, like this disciple, we say, Lord... Teach us to pray. And our Lord teaches us a few things about how we can pray. Three things that I want to focus on this morning. And the first thing that Jesus teaches us is to pray his prayer. you notice the passage starts with Jesus himself praying. Then his disciple says, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray like you do. And Jesus says, yeah, when you pray, say these words. And the words that he gives us, it's a short version of what we've come to know as the Lord's Prayer, and there's a longer version in Matthew 6 that fills out a bit more of the words that we're used to saying. But the point is that this is really a prayer that we should and can use. Now, the problem with the Lord's Prayer is that it's just so familiar. Many of us have said this prayer at least once a week for years, decades, even for our whole lives. And so the words can lose some of their power, I think. But this is a rich prayer of theology, of promise, of guidance. And you know that's why we say the Lord's Prayer every week when we get together. And that's why we'll continue to say it. But it's not only the words as such that we can use, kind of the words as, as they're given to us, but we can also use it as a model for our prayers, a template. Because I think it shows us where to start and what the important things are. You know, praying in line with God. Do you notice that's where the prayer starts, with God and his purposes. And then praying for our needs as far as they align with those. Now, at this point, I was thinking, OK, well, what I should do is go through each of these lines and explain a bit more about what they mean. But rather than kind of being too explainy, what I thought I would do is was actually maybe pray a, an amplified Lord's Prayer as an example of how we can all use the Lord's Prayer in our daily prayers. This is a way that I pray sometimes just in my, my own prayers, kind of say a line of the Lord's Prayer and then kind of flesh it out with my own concerns, so what I thought I'd do was, was do that now. It's still going to be pretty general. I won't kind of let you into the deepest recesses of my own prayer life. but uh, <laughs> come and talk to me later if you want to know about that. Um, but uh, so it's kind of a prayer, but kind of also teaching. So pray with me as I pray, but if you're taking notes, feel very free to keep doing so and don't feel any like you're being impious or something. So uh, let's pray. Father, what a privilege it is that you, our eternal holy God, allows us to call you our Father. You love us and you care for us with a tender, strong love. Hallowed be your name. May your name, your reputation be holy and revered by everyone. I pray for my unbelieving friends that they would call on your name and be saved And Lord, please help my life to bring you honour in everything I do and say. Help me always to give you thanksgiving and praise. May my work, my words and all my life bring you glory. Your kingdom come. Father, may you rule over all the earth. Please bring relief from coronavirus and spare the vulnerable from suffering and death that it brings Please bring justice and peace and bring an end to suffering, injustice and poverty. And, Father, may your kingdom come in our hearts, in my heart, extending over all my emotions, desires and actions, even that part of me that doesn't want to let you in. And, Father, send Jesus to return soon. We really yearn for him to return and make everything right. Give us each day our daily bread. Give us our daily provision of what we need. Thank you for our homes, our food, friends and all your rich sustenance. Please keep providing for us. And please provide for everyone in our country and across the world who are in need. Please cultivate a prosperous and just social order so everyone can be provided for. And forgive us our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. We are sinful, rebellious, and broken. Without your forgiveness, we have nothing. I'm sorry for my sin, and I hand it over to you. In the same way that you forgive me, help me to forgive. Give me the power to forgive the people who've hurt me, and please lead us to reconciliation. And do not bring us to the time of trial. Please don't let sin or this or that distraction lead me away from you. Give me strength to persevere in the face of sin, the weight of guilt and the burden of suffering. Fortify me with your spirit to resist sin, live a life of love and persevere until Jesus returns. Amen. I Hope that was helpful for you. This is something I do in my own prayers uh, sometimes. So if your prayer life you find lacks structure or variety, try using the Lord's Prayer to model your prayers. But even if you don't use it as a model, pay attention to the kinds of things that Jesus is teaching us to focus on, things that Jesus is teaching us to, to pray for. God's purposes and our most basic needs as they align with his. As Jesus' disciples, we can pray his prayer. The second thing that Jesus teaches his disciples is to pray shamelessly and boldly. Jesus goes on to tell a story, and in it, we as prayers, we're compared to a host. You know, a friend comes to visit you, but you've run out of food. It's the middle of the night, everyone's asleep, but you need bread, so you boldly walk up to your neighbor's door, ring the doorbell, ding dong, and ask for food. And he replies, what are you doing? It's the middle of the night. You've got to be kidding. Why are you ringing on my door? The door is locked and it's not just with an easy latch. It's probably with a big bar and it's going to take a couple of people to lift it off. Kids are asleep. They're actually in bed with me, not in their own rooms. So, he's, you know, it, and it's, it's not like this guy, he wants to get up, but he he just can't. It's like when you're camping, you know, you're trying to camp in you wake up in your tent at night to go to the toilet and you're kind of there trying to get, climb over people and you're stamping on other people there and you're looking for your torch and fumbling around. It's too much. It's too much. But Jesus says here that even in this situation, the friend will get up and get the bread Now, our translation here says that it's because of his persistence, but I think it's better translated as boldness or shamelessness. Because you insist with shamelessness, your begrudging friend will get the bread. Now, if this is true of even a begrudging friend who has all these different things stopping him from from getting up to get bread for you, How much more will God, your loving Father, be willing to answer your bold prayers? And that's Jesus' point here. When we pray, we can pray shamelessly and boldly. You know, sometimes when we pray, I think we can temper our prayers because we think that God won't want to answer it, like it's too trivial a thing, or that on the other end, maybe it's too much. Or well, we pray with a certain shyness or a lack of confidence. Lord, perhaps, you know, if it's your will, if you don't mind, if you could spare a minute, please would you maybe help me? Only if it's your will, of course. I do a good amount of, uh, of my work during the week in my home office and one of the challenges comes when the kids get home from school in the afternoon. And uh, kids can be so shameless, so bold And one of them in particular just waltzes in, Dad, can you play a game with me? And, you know, my my working minister hat on self says, Can't you see I'm busy? I'm working here. I've got calls to make, emails to send, sermon to write. But my dad self sometimes ends up saying, Sure, mate, love to. God is your loving, listening, gentle father. And so he invites you to walk confidently through his door with determination and boldness. And you can ask him for whatever you need. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray shamelessly and boldly. And the reason that we can pray shamelessly and boldly is what the final section is about. And that's the third thing that Jesus teaches about about praying. And that's that we can pray with expectation. Now, when we pray and we ask, when we just sit and talk to God and simply ask, we can expect that he will give what we need. For others of us here, sometimes prayer is not, doesn't feel like simply asking. Sometimes it can feel like searching, searching for God and for what we need. And sometimes it's like we're kind of squinting ahead and can't see much ahead of us. Or we're reaching out with our hands, trying to feel our way with uncertainty. But even then, we can search out God and Jesus assures us that he will be found. God will be found when we search him out. For others of us here, praying is a bit more like Knocking approaching the principal's office or the CEO's office with trepidation, how will he respond? Will he welcome me in today, accept me today? Even then, we can expect that God will open the door, allow us into his presence and blessing, and answer our prayer. We receive, we find, and we're let in because God is our Father through our Lord Jesus. Now, the next image is a striking one, isn't it? The the father's possibly giving their kids a snake instead of a fish or a scorpion instead of an egg. And the point is that even evil people know how to love their children the image is a bit like stories of hardened criminals, you know, with their tough exteriors and and evil ways, who still manage to be soft and gentle with their kids. You know, even if this is the case, even if such evil people can be generous with their children, how much more will God, our loving and generous Father? Of course, it's worth saying that there are plenty of evil men who have not loved their children, and some of you here might have been touched by that. And so this picture might be a a difficult one to grab onto. But Jesus urges us to see the perfection of God, our perfect Father, who loves us better than our real fathers could possibly have. But notice here that although we... We, need to, we can pray with expectation, expectantly, that Jesus isn't saying that God will just give us whatever we want, whatever we ask for. That's not what Jesus says. Have a look at verse 13. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The big idea running through this passage is that God is our loving Father who generously gives us what we need in line with his purposes. And when we pray, we often know what we want. But God can see behind what we want into what we really need. And what we always need is the Holy Spirit who gives us life, who connects us to Jesus and mediates God's forgiveness to us. His spirit kindles faith in us and makes it burn in us so we can keep trusting him. His spirit makes us aware of God's fatherly and tender love for us. His spirit enables us to love people around us and enables other people to love us. And he spurs us on to keep pressing on with perseverance, even when times are really hard. As our good and loving Father, God gives us other excellent blessings. And so we, we can keep asking him. But here is a promise that no matter what, situa- what situation you are in, if you ask him, he will give you his Holy Spirit. He will strengthen you with his Spirit and maybe even give you much more. And so that's why when we pray, we can pray not only boldly, but with expectation that he will give us what's best for us. When we, Jesus' disciples, ask him to teach us to pray, this is what he says. He teaches us that God is our Father, and he invites us in to pray with boldness, shamelessness, And expectation. We can pray for provision, forgiveness, sustenance, perseverance. And we can pray that knowing that He will listen to our prayers as our loving, wise, and generous Father. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening.